Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Yeah, it's a little Pink Floyd, live and in effect from beautiful Indianapolis, smack dab in the middle. It's Red versus Blue Fantasy Sports Radio, and this week, it's all about the money. Show me the money! Contract players, players playing for the big money, high-stakes players pay close attention to this show. Do not go anywhere. Red vs. Blue is next. 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. 
guest can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. We are having some technical difficulties. Blog Talk Radio is having an issue with the chat room. Uh, not sure what's going on. It was up, and now it's down. Uh, please be patient with us, and we will get that back up and running. Uh, stay with us. You do not want to miss this show. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Broadcasting live, like I said, smack dab in the middle of this great country of ours, Indianapolis, Indiana, home of your Super Bowl champion Colts, and this year the Dungy-less Colts. Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio is all about two average guys, one a die-hard Louisville fan and his arch enemy, a Kentucky fan, regrettably, whose favorite hobby, <laughs> their favorite pastime, Fantasy football has turned into an obsession of the likes we have never seen, bordering on a downright unhealthy addiction in need of therapy. Mike? <laughs> no therapy needed, Scott. i tell you what, uh, I absolutely love this. Uh, I never thought that over the course of uh, years and years that uh, in the middle of June, July, now we're getting into all this, that I would be as focused on fantasy football as – September, October, November. It's just, it's an awesome feeling, and to know that uh, what we're getting ready to do, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to check out the players that will make you money. That will make you money. Every, anybody can go through the first three rounds, get good with it, but uh, it's very few that make a champion out of themselves in that round. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and so on by getting that player that's going to make you money. Mike, you didn't give me a chance to give you the intro. Tonight and always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host. It's an honor to present over the waves of the online world a great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike, is it true what we're reading, that the University of Kentucky has hired a convicted child molester for their head coach? No. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Don't Just joke. Joke. Don't joke. Tell you what. It wasn't a joke with the football game, was it? The Liberals win a football game. <laughs> Just enjoy the background a little bit. Again, Blog Talk Radio is experiencing a few technical difficulties right at this moment. We're having some issues getting the chat room loaded. We're having issues with the switchboard. Technical difficulties all the way around, but we will continue to bring you 
fantasy news, even with the music still going. Here's the final count. Listen. Let's see if we can't restore a little of what we started. Mike. Ever since we joined forces with Mark Ronick and TheFantasySportsChannel.com, this show has been growing in popularity, Mike. I, I didn't think in a million years, I didn't dream that we'd have tens of thousands of listeners this early. We, we've already crossed over the 10,000 mark. Our show airs twice a week on TheFantasySportsChannel.com. You can catch us at 11 o'clock every Friday night. And every Saturday at 2. Of course, if you miss both shows, just stop by our blog. Red versus Blue. Redbluesports.blogspot.com. The show player is right there. Grab a cup of joe. From there, you can check out all the articles we have posted. Our complete list of player rankings are there and much, much more. We're just getting that blog off the ground. Help us out with that. And last, Mike, if you're on the go, just click that little iTunes button and subscribe to the podcast. Catch us in the car, on the move. So, uh, Mike, we can hear you, buddy. Again, stick with us while we get through these technical difficulties. Mike, seriously, buddy. Listen, why do I harp on this so much? Why do I harp on the fact that you should catch out red versus blue? Talking out. We're leaving together. (laughs) Mike, I don't think you can hear me the whole time. Listen, buddy, why do I harp on this so much? Why do I ask you to, you know, check out the little iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, catch us in the car? There's tons of shows out there, right? Mike, seriously now, I've been listening to a ton of these shows, and i got to tell you, a lot of these guys, what's that? It's not this good. I'm sorry. Well, well no, I, I, listen, i, I got to tell you, a lot of these guys, I don't think these guys are winning leagues, okay, especially not of the high-stakes variety, okay? I mean, some of them, Mike, I can't make it past the first few minutes. I mean, the guys on the Fantasy Sports Channel, most of those – they're legit, okay? But some of these shows, Mike, I'm, I'm trying. I'm falling asleep. I mean, some real terrible, <laughs> terrible advice here. And, you know, I want stuff I can actually use, you know, when, I, when I'm on the clock, when I, when I need it the most, when I, when I have to make that decision that I'm just, you know, not ready for. 
You know, that's, I've got that's a, when I... I've got a whole list of notes from the last 41 shows, Scott. I've got a whole list of notes that I've taken down from uh, various guests, from yourself, uh, from comments that I've spewed out and stuff like that. That's quality. I, that's what I want. I want quality in, in a one-hour show, and uh, we're able to do that in a one-hour show, and I, I feel real good about that. Well, listen, don't take my word for it. Listen to what other people are saying, and then you, you be the judge. Uh, you, you have the show here. You be the judge. Hi, this is Greg Kellogg. You know the routine. It's Friday night. You're looking over your lineup. It's either Lavernius Coles versus the Browns or Lance Moore versus the Falcons. I'm a serious fantasy player, and regular fantasy advice just won't do. I need to know, without a doubt, that the fantasy advice I'm getting makes sense. That's why I listen to Red vs. Blue Fantasy Sports Radio. Catch Scott Atkins in the Red vs. Blue Crew chat room every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for those difficult-to-make lineup decisions. I'll be there. Will you? And that was Greg Kellogg. I think everybody knows who Greg is. He's a serious fantasy player. He has opinions on every single uh, player you could possibly ask uh, him about. He's prepared for it, and he listens to Red vs. Blue, man. But listen, it's on the clock stuff. Now, I want to get back to that. I mean, that's when it's the most important. And, and I, want you, I want to tell the listener, and, and thank you to all the guys in the chat room every single week. Uh, we apologize that our chat room is, is having technical difficulties tonight. I don't know what the problem is with Blog Talk Radio tonight. Uh, they always seem to get it together uh, before uh, it's too late, but we are having some issues. It, it doesn't seem to be loading tonight, and uh, we, we hope we can get get over that because uh, we, we, we even had plans. Uh, one of the guys was in the chat room early before the show started, and uh, Jet Fan Experto, and he was going to uh, get a, a mock draft going in the chat, but you, you've got to check in with this show every single week. Why? Well, first of all, we're here. Mike and I are here. We're not having somebody fill in. We're not on the beach somewhere. We're not sipping margaritas. We're here studying, watching film, listening for all the news we can for you, for you, the Red vs. Blue crew. Granted, we're tweaking our own rankings, and we want to, we want to be uh, competitive in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, but I don't say that because I'm arrogant. I say it because I want you to succeed. I want you to come back and tell me, that you feel like you're getting relevant fantasy information when you come to our show. I mean, hey Scott, how, how, nice, how nice would it be, say, come uh, January, first part of January, uh, February, to have uh, three or four uh, people call in, uh, text in, chat in, and say, thanks a lot. Man, you made a difference. I won my league in whether it be Idaho or freaking Maine. I don't know, man. I think we I think we crashed the uh, chat room tonight. I think we had such a big show planned. I don't know. We just can't get the chat room up and running. We're going to keep trying uh, everything we can do to get to get the chat room up. And you know, granted, I, you know, I don't know uh, what what people are getting. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out here and see if other people are able to connect. Uh, but but Mike, again, granted, we're more like a variety show, Mike. I mean, you know, we're not trying to be somebody we're not. We might be drinking a beer or having a screwdriver, you know. Hopefully, I mean, what you're doing on a Friday night. I mean, live a little, guys. Enjoy this show. Take some notes. Seriously, grab a pen. Jot down stuff you want to look up later and form your own opinions. Then come back here next week. Dial us up if you want. And let's just shoot the breeze. We only do one hour right now every week. But I bet you, come this season, we'll be bumping it to 90 minutes, maybe even two hours, because we just can't get everything in that we want to get in. Well, you know, it's been a lot of fun in the in the last uh, couple of months. You, you're talking about June, July. We're, I mean, 
we haven't even hit the iceberg as far as uh, fantasy football and things are going. Uh, we're just uh, plugging stuff and uh, talking about uh, talk about different drafts that other people are going to be into. And uh, let's face it, the real drafts are going to start here in the next uh, week or so, and they're going to continue all throughout August. So that's really going to break things down. And then once the season starts, we're full board. So 90 minutes, absolutely, no problem. Well, again, I want to have the listeners hang in with us for the chat room. Chat room is a big part of the experience, and for whatever reason, uh, the show is experiencing some trouble with the chat room. We're going to try to get that back up and running. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a big part of what we do is having the chat room. All the Red versus Blue crew always uh, join us every week. Listen, we're here in Indianapolis, and uh, I-, I tell you, the Colts news, Indianapolis Star has reported that quarterback Curtis Painter has agreed to a four-year deal. Now, <laughs> that leaves only three players, running back Donald Brown, a first-round pick, uh, their defensive tackle, Moala, he was a second-rounder, and then receiver Austin Colley, a fourth-rounder. Uh, they're all trying to reach deals before Monday's opening practice. Okay? Yeah. And uh, I, I saw that, Scott, and it seemed like uh, like your Hay- Hayward Bays and – you know, these other guys, they've pretty much uh, reached deals, but there's been, uh, I don't know, about six or eight out there that haven't. And you would think that uh, you, you got all this time to reach a deal and it hadn't happened. So I don't, under, I, I really don't understand why that's not happening. Well, and, and again, what's disappointing, uh, for the second straight season, 2007 Defensive Player of the Year, Bob Sanders, Boob Sanders, We'll miss the outset of camp on the pup list. I mean, he is a dominant player, and it seems like this guy can never stay. He can stay. He can't stay healthy. The safety, uh, he's still recovering from knee surgery. Uh, Coach Caldwell expressed satisfaction that his recovery is going well. But come on, I mean, this is just this is a broken record. I mean, I, I don't know how long we have to go through this. Um, the other big name starting on the pup is is kicker Adam Vinatieri. Okay, yeah. so watch out. You know, you can you can really you you go out and you don't think kicker is very important, but usually you only draft one in these high stakes leagues. Watch out for Adam Vinatieri. He's working his way back from a hip injury. Uh, and I, I know I don't want to talk kickers here, but listen, if you if you take Vinatieri thinking you're saving, you're like, man, why, why is Vinatieri still sitting here? I better grab him. Watch out. He could not be. He could. He might not play for you. And when you draft and you don't have waivers, you've got to throw him in the lineup, and you might get a goose egg. Okay, you might need those six or seven points. Uh, especially in these uh, world championship formats. Um, in other Colts news, Caldwell clarified that offensive coordinator Tom Moore and offensive line coach Howard Mudd, who both had retired earlier, Mike, in the offseason due to pension concerns, they will resume all of their former duties. So they're back. And, and that's a big, big plus and a big vote of confidence for all of the Colts offensive players that we were rather concerned about. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people that were they were concerned about what's going on with the Colts. Uh, I don't. There's one person that's not concerned, and that's Peyton Manning. I I, I totally believe that he's not concerned. He's like, look, we're going to make things happen because of his confidence, his confidence in the system and what's going on. Even though they're they have a different type of system, uh, he's got Reggie Wayne, and he's got things that going to make things happen with uh, uh, Gonzalez. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a Colts fan, I wouldn't fret right now. 
Well, and and I don't I don't plan on it. I've got uh, some some Colts ranked rather highly this year. Uh, the one I'm I'm a little t- obviously down on, like the rest of you, is Joseph Adai. And I, I mean, I wore his jersey to the office today. I don't know why, but you know, I pop, I put it on, trying to get Joseph Adai feeling a little bit better about this guy, and I just can't. Uh, they drafted Donald Brown, Mike, for a reason. And guys, if you haven't been keeping up with Big East football in in the NCAA, these backs in the Big East are raising some cane, okay, in the yep. NFL. You've got Steve Slayton. You've got Ray Rice going to explode from Rutgers. Slayton, obviously, um, uh, from West Virginia. You have Michael Bush coming on the scene, going to burst on the scene. He's got to take over this job for Justin Fargus. I guarantee it. He's from the University of Louisville. And now you have uh, Donald Brown from UConn. All of these backs uh, – you know, fit the mold. You know, Donald Brown's like 5'10", 200 pounds. He's real stocky, and, I mean, he's just going to hit the hole and go right through it. Same with Ray Rice, who's added some weight. These guys, uh, Adai was drafted. He had a great rookie season. He's been coming down the last couple of years. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. The Colts realize this back is wearing down, Mike. He cannot do it. And and, and they were worried about that. And they spent a first-round pick. When you spend a first-round pick, just like the message to Dominic Rhodes, and Edron James, when they spent the pick on a die, it's, it's we've got a guy in mind. Well, they've got a guy in mind for Joseph Adai's replacement, and it's Donald Brown. Well, the, the one thing about it, Scott, is I think Steve Slayton, he he set the benchmark there. Uh, he said, look, I'm from West Virginia, and I can play. Just give me a chance. Uh, I know you're drafting me high, but uh, give me a chance, and uh, not only will I run the ball, I'll catch the ball in the backfield because that's the way Big East football is done. And there's a lot of players, like you talk about, Michael Bush, uh, Donald Brown, they all can do that. And it's it's coming to fruition right now because why would you pass on a Steve Slayton in any first-round pick? I, I mean, he's looking at to be, what, six, seven pick? So, I mean, the Big East backs, they've proven. They've they're very proven, and uh, I see a lot of good things happen out of every one of them, and that includes Michael Bush. I'm very high on him. Uh, again, guys, uh, the phone number, 347-324-5404 is the number. We've had problems with the chat room all night. We're having a hard time getting guys in, and it's uh, 22 minutes into the show. We apologize about that. We we really had a big show planned tonight. We're going to keep going with the show regardless, even if we don't have the chat room. Uh, we will we will continue to try to get that up and running for all the crew. I know you guys are out there listening. Um, we, we're we're going to talk about these contracts, Mike, and, and I'll tell you what, this is something that's very important to watch if you're a high-stakes fantasy player. Uh, contracts, players that are in their contract year, players that have, you know, are, are, have no time left. Yeah, it, it, it's big time, you know, and that's why I played the, uh, the Jerry Maguire clips. I love getting up in the morning. I clap my hands and say, this is going to be a great day. And that's what these backs and receivers are hoping for. They hope they have a big day on Sundays to get that contract. They will say anything. They will do anything to get that big contract. And they have these agents. I will not rest until I have you holding a Coke, wearing your own shoe, playing a Sega game, featuring you while singing your own song in a new commercial starring you, broadcast during the Super Bowl in a game that you are winning. 
<laughs> they've got these 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 agents telling them everything they want to hear, and, and Mike, that's all they're looking. That's all they're thinking about is the contract. Yep. I well, see, I call them contract buzzards. Uh, I heard we, that. I heard you say that. Yep. The sporting industry has become uh, it's become a business so much to where do, do they try in '08 and now got to try in '09. You know it. It bugs me a little bit, but uh, it's it's a business. Let's face it, it's a business. Whether it's uh, basketball, baseball, football, uh, the bottom line is they they really put out the best effort in that contract year. And uh, I'd like to hear some of the uh, contract players that you're talking about, Scott. Well, and and that's what we want to get to tonight because uh, we, we have the contract players here. I think it's important, though. First, Mike. You know, there, there's a lot of research done on this stuff. You know, does it really have an impact? Do they do they really come out to play and, and play for the money? Um, regardless of the stats, I say yes. I say they, they're going to give it their all. Whatever they have, they're going to give it. Uh, it only makes sense. That's what we're in this business for. Uh, we're in, we're, they're in it for the money, and, and they want to uh, maximize what they can get. And, and let me just go over – some of the players that were playing for contracts last year at quarterback, Jeff Garcia. Good year, bad year? Say a good year. Uh, yeah. Rex Grossman played for a contract, didn't get it done. Bad. J- bad. Yeah, J.T. O'Sullivan. Bad. Tried. He just didn't have a big – he didn't have a talent. He's not a real big name. Kyle Orton. Yeah, Kyle Orton. Another what? big name. Yeah, he had, he had a good year. He kind of took over the job, and he showed what he could do. I mean, ten weeks in, uh, you know, before that injury started, he, he, was, he was top ten. Absolutely. He was top ten. So I, I expect him to do some big things in, in Denver. Kurt Warner, contract player. Big That's year. a different situation, though. That's a different situation than the others. Okay, how so? Well, because, I mean, Kurt Warner, let's face it, he was going to retire. He keeps, uh, you know, they keep bringing uh, uh, Leinart along. And uh, Kurt Warner, I think Kurt Warner is the ultimate team player, in my opinion, because he's saying, okay, I'm going to come back again. I want to show my best. But he knows his time is limited. But he's going to keep, uh, he, he's going to keep helping Leinart along. I really believe that. Okay, I, I can buy that. But, again, he was playing for a contract, and, you know, he only had one year left, and he delivered. Okay? Let, let, let's offered, go on. But the, but they offered – he wanted X amount. I think it was two point – or I forget the amount of millions of dollars that he wanted, and they offered him this, and he ended up settling for what they offered him. Let's look at running backs, Mike, real quick. Again, the chat, uh, the phone number uh, is 347-324-5404. We're having problems with switchboard. We're having problems with the uh, chat room. Uh, technical difficulties all around tonight. Blog Talk Radio has really went on the fritz for us uh, the last uh, 30 minutes or so. Uh, everything was rolling fine uh, right before the uh, start of the show, and then just bam, uh, we've had some issues. But we will recover. Uh, let's look at running backs. Running backs. Fred Jackson, restricted free agent. Big upside on him. I, I, I look for big upside on him. I'm, things can happen well, with Fred Jackson. Well, we're talking about 2008 again. Remember, 2008 running backs. Looking back before we talk about this year, 
Uh, we're looking at free agents last year, players that were in the last year playing for a contract. So that before we go to 2009, we can look at what happened in 2008. Fred Not Jackson much. was playing for a contract. Steven Jackson, Steven Jackson was playing for a contract. Uh, Brandon Jacobs was playing for a contract last year, Mike. Played like he wanted a contract, too. Absolutely. I mean, he, played, he played like he wanted uh, $20, million, $20 million a year, at least. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, that's another big name that uh, you, you've got to be happy about. Dominic Rhodes, Darren Sproles, Derek Ward, Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, all these guys were playing for a contract last year. Well, out of those, uh, Cedric Benson, I mean, he played hard. Of course, it's the Bengals, but, uh, I mean, he Absolutely. played hard. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, he played, I, I he played great. That, you know, Mike, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, absolutely. That, that's another one. Yeah, Dominic Rhodes played great for the Colts while he was here. I mean, these guys ran very hard. Derek Ward, I mentioned Derek Ward. You didn't say anything about him. He had a 1,000-yard season as a backup. I mean, yeah. these guys ran very hard for the contracts. Uh, wide receivers, a lot of smaller names. Bobby Ingram, Hushman Zada was a big name playing for a contract in his last year. Uh, Bryant Johnson uh, didn't really get it done. Toomer was kind of on his way out. Nate Washington had some big plays, and he got he got a contract from uh, Tennessee. So look at tight ends. Owen Daniels, Bo Scaife. These are guys that, Mike, they played for a contract, and they, and they, did, and they played up to their ability. So – I'm looking at last year saying, okay, there's some big names on that list, but, you know, who is playing for our contract this year? That's what we want to talk about. And let's yeah. look at the names here. Uh, the top quarterback that we have. The one, thing, the, the one thing, Scott, if I can uh, interject there, the one thing is when they play up to that contract and once they get the contract, nine times out of ten, they, they fail the next year. I, and I, I can't, I can't put a finger on that. Well, I don't know if that's your gut or if you have anything to support that or not. But I, I don't know. I, all I'm worried about primarily is to find out: Will these guys play hard for a contract? Will I get the most out of these guys? And I think it's important to know this list of guys so that when you're in the in the draft and you're on the clock and you're in a tiebreaker situation between quarterback A and quarterback B. I'm going to side with the guy that's playing for a contract. That's just me. Me too. Me too. So here we, too. here we go. Get your pens out. Grab your paper. We will have this posted on the blog, thanks to uh, fftoolbox.com. Philip Rivers is playing for a contract. Philip Rivers, uh, the number six or so uh, quarterback uh, in the draft this year, Philip Rivers. Chad Pennington is playing for a contract. Kyle Orton is playing for a contract. Eli Manning is playing for a contract, okay? Uh, Dante Culpepper is playing for a contract. Jason Campbell is playing for a contract, okay? That's a nice upside guy right there. Jason Campbell, if wow. Evan Thomas and Malcolm Kelly get going to help Santana Moss and Chris Cooley out with Portis, maybe open things up. You've already got the defense, you know, improving this year. Maybe Jason Campbell is, is a guy that can take that leap and, and, and fill your, your quarterback two role you know, when you're on the clock. Um, I don't think Eli Manning is very draftable still as a quarterback. Uh, I mean, he's still a quarterback, too. That's really what he is. He doesn't have the weapons. Losing plaques is a big, big blow for Eli. Um, well, so I'll tell you what. Big names. As far as you're talking about Eli Manning being on the contract year, 
Uh, he's won the Super Bowl with the Giants. I do not believe Eli Manning's going anywhere. I think the Giants will uh, find a way to get some wide, wide outs for him. And uh, so, as far as Eli Manning, he, I think he's good to go. Philip Rivers right, is a that's, a that's a very interesting one because San Diego, this is it. Either they get it done this year or they don't. It's over. Well, you've got to think. You've got to think that he is um, he is playing. You know, he wants to stay in San Diego, obviously, and I would imagine they want to keep him. Uh, they want to lock him in. But at the same time, you know, you've got Sean Merriam and the monster back on defense. That's going to give them better field position. That's going to allow them to be in much better shape than they were last year. They shouldn't be playing catch-up as much as they were last year. They should be able to run the ball a lot more than they did last year, which is a good sign for LT if you have faith in the 30-30 club. Um, you, you know, Rivers may see, may see some, some numbers going down just because they don't need him to serve that role this year. They're not, they won't be in an emergency situation. And I think we saw last year they kind of took it easy on LT. You know, and then yeah. they, 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 they were in a position where they had to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they want to go back to that this year. I think they're going to go ahead and ride LT as hard as they can to get to the Super you know, Bowl. The, the only thing with uh, San Diego, the, the only uh, knock on them, basically, is uh, North Turner. They, uh, I, I, I hear a lot of stuff about they're giving North Turner crap because he's not a great coach, this and that. Well, you know, that may be correct, but – now is the time for North Turner and uh, the whole San Diego offense and defense to step up because they are set up, Scott. This team is set up to win. Oh, no doubt about it, Mike. No, no doubt about it. San Diego is, is a team that is set to, to, to go to the Super Bowl with the healthy gates, with Vincent Jackson becoming the receiver we all thought he could be. Um, you know, like I said, though, I, if, if LT has the wheels – to do it, this team is very, very dangerous, and I'm sitting at the five pick, and I've been going back and forth on this. This is not a guy I really want to have, especially with the risk that comes with it, but the upside is so phenomenal with a guy like LT. I could see him returning to glory with that defense. I mean, listen, the defense was not where it needed to be last year, and it caused some frantic games, catch-up games, and I don't see that this year. I don't, I don't see Phillip Rivers having to do that this year. I see them being able to control the ball, Run the run the ball, run the clock, and, and, and that defense gets the ball for them, gets the ball back for them real quick. Um, well, the so, best yeah. the best the best learning thing, Scott, is from your uh, your mistakes. And let's face it, last year, you know, Philip Rivers he made mistake after mistake, but he won a lot of games by on his pure ability and learning to uh, uh, connect with uh, Gates and Stephen Jackson or uh, or Vincent Jackson. So. I mean, they are connecting, and you get a healthy LT involved with Darren Sproles, look out. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I'm a little down on Rivers this year just because of, of, the, of what I mentioned with the defense. I've got him ranked number seven. I mean, he's still a top quarterback for me, but I've actually got him at number seven, a little bit lower than, than most of the guys. I'm looking at the Fantasy Sports Channel rankings. Lou uh, from BFD has him at three. Uh, some of the other guys, five, six, six, five. There's a nine, and I've got him at seven. So yeah, you know, I'm a little bit lower on him than most. Uh, just again for those for the reasons that I mentioned. But he is in a contract year. It is something that you want to look for. He will play smart. I expect actually more touchdowns. So 
Like, if Mike, when we're on the clock in the NFFC, he's a guy that I'd like to target there because of the touchdowns. I think he'll have more touchdowns this year just because of, you know, being in a better situation, having more red zone opportunities. But I think we're going to see a big-time decrease in the, in the attempts, in the, in the yards, and things of that nature. So it'll probably all wash out in the end, and he'll still probably be a number, you know, a top-five quarterback. But let, let, let's go ahead and move on. We've, we've got, uh, speaking of uh, contract players, we've got running backs, running backs to look at that are in their contract year. Uh, these guys, uh, different ages, different years of experience here. Let's take a look at the uh, top running back that I see on this list here. Uh, Mike, it's a name that you and I are, are, are both pretty high on, Pierre Thomas. Pierre Thomas is in a contract year. He's going he's gonna to run very, very hard and show that he has the goods. He's 24 years of age. Uh, he's been in the league for two years. Uh, most people have him, uh, you know, they're 20. Let me, let me go to the rankings here. About the 20th running back or so. Uh, I've got him uh, the highest of anybody I've seen so far. Uh, I've got him at 13, Mike. Um, Pierre Thomas, uh, let's see. Actually, he's at 24. And, and I was just in a draft, in a mock draft uh, for the World Championship of Fantasy Football. He fell to me at 4-8, okay? 4-8. If you have... If you have Pierre Thomas and you're thinking that, man, you've got to grab him in the third, not so fast. Something's going on with this. I saw a lot of excitement about Pierre. I saw him going in the early third, mid-third. Actually, it started last last month or so. At the beginning of the month, he was like late third. Then he moved to middle third. Then I started to see him going right around early third at some points. Now I'm starting to see him go back to the pack, and it's kind of just, you know, moving. And, and again, that's why I think player rankings are so important. You have to keep your player rankings. You have to be tweaking in advance because if you wait and you just show up and you try to compete in the high-stakes world against these guys, they will eat you alive. Okay, Your rankings end up having a life of their own throughout these, these couple of months here in the offseason, and, and you're constantly tweaking and based, you know, based on news and other insights that you can learn. Uh, you, but you can't just show up with a magazine or with you know, a, a quick set of rankings without, without really going into it and saying, man, it, would I really take – Ronnie Brown over him, or would I really take Larry Johnson over him? You know, these are questions you need to be prepared on. And, and so go ahead, and, and if you haven't tried to sit down with a pen, just start and, and write, start writing down running backs, get you a list going. Like I said, I've got, I've got Pierre Thomas at 13, Mike, and, and I fully believe that at the end of the year, this kid who was 20th overall last year had started week 11. And so there's 10 weeks of the season, and he didn't even start, and he ends up number 20. And right now he's going as RB24. Makes no sense to me. I'm mind-boggled. And, and again, I'd like I'm, to hang on to my Scott. I'd like to. I, I'm very high on Pierre Thomas, and uh, as you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't understand it. Uh, the guy is real good. The only thing, the only thing that can make me understand why he's going that low as RB1 or RB2 is because of Reggie Bush. But Reggie Bush is such a flex player that you know they'll let him do what he wants to do, and Pierre Thomas he'll he'll bust out eight ten yards of carry. It's amazing, and and he's and he's on a contract year. Is that correct? He is on a contract year, and that's that's the reason why we're having this show. Uh, wow. Pierre Thomas is on a contract year. Now again, listen. I like my sleepers, and this isn't my sleeper. I'm higher on him than most, okay? And if you're drafting against me, sure, try to use it against me. Go ahead, all you want. I want you to know where I'm coming from and why I think that way. 
you know, Pierre Thomas, Drew Brees is already calling him the starter. Reggie Bush, we, we know that he can't handle the load. He has to be used in a scat-back fashion, in a receiver set. I mean, throw a receiver number on his jersey. That's what he really needs to do. Uh, and then throw him back in the Wildcat every once in a while, let him make plays. Pierre Thomas is a running back that can, you know, he held off Rashard Mendenhall at Illinois. He can hold off Reggie Bush in the Saints offense, and he can hold the fort. He can show you he's a, he's a dual threat. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Okay, I'm predicting things for him. I've got him at number 13. And, uh, again, contract year for Pierre Thomas. Let's keep looking on the list. We don't have a lot of time. We're about 20 minutes left. We haven't even got through the running backs. Uh, Ronnie Brown is in a contract year. Again, big, big things from Ronnie Brown this year. He should be the focal point of the offense. He's, he's completely recovered from his knee surgery, and I expect that he gets, and again, this is all conjecture, it's all projections, uh, but I expect he gets a, a, a season high in carries. I expect he gets more carries than he ever has before. I've got him ranked just one, one notch below Pierre Thomas, right there at 14th, uh, and, and I think his average draft, uh, he, he's going at RB 16th. So we're all, in, we're all in kind of agreement there. You need to be able to spend about a mid-third draft pick, if not a little bit sooner, early third, uh, to be able to get your Scott, hands on Ronnie Brown. I, I, I totally disagree with you on this. Um, last, last year they had a phenomenal, phenomenal deal with the Wildcat offense. The Wildcat offense, it will not work next year. I, I really don't believe that. Ronnie Brown was able to uh, capitalize on it with uh, touchdowns here or there. Um, I honestly see Miami having a terrible year. <laughs> uh, well, maybe uh, six wins at best. At best. Uh, and Ronnie Brown, he's going to go up against uh, some off, or some defenses that I don't think he can handle. So I'm just – I'm not real high on Ronnie Brown. That's just me. Well, Mike, and I think you're the same guy that last week said that Michael Vick will not play in the NFL. So, you know, it's, it's anything that's possible, and, and that we all have opinions, and, you know, some of them we hit on, some of them we don't. It, there's no telling. But Ronnie Brown, bottom line is this. When you, when you think about Ronnie Brown last year, he had to share time with Ricky Williams. He's not going to share nearly as much time uh, to, with Ricky Williams this year. Ricky will be there, but you know what? Ricky's going to put up a, a, a fraction of the carries. Uh, that he put up last year. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, this is Ronnie's team. He proved it. Obviously, he, he really lacked the the fire uh, that we saw in a couple of those big games. And he's not a guy that I'm particularly high on. It's one of those guys that when you're on the clock, here's the thing. Mike, I want to talk about this, too, before we get to all these players under contract. But courage. Courage is one thing. It's an under-talked-about part of fantasy football, okay? When you have a guy you absolutely love, let's say it's my Pierre Thomas, okay? But in order to get him, you feel like you have to reach a little, and there's several guys there that you know will have a good season, okay? Like Wes Welker, okay? Welker could be there at 3-5 when I'm on the clock, and so could Pierre. And I might say, you know what, there's no chance I'm really going to – a very slim chance I'm going to get Pierre at 4-8. Welker's here for me right now, okay? But there's this guy that you love to break out. Do you have the strength to go get him when you're on the clock, Okay. Or do you fall back on a player you're not in love with, but you know he'll be steady? You know, it's just a guy that, okay, maybe it's not Welker, maybe it's somebody else, you know, Royal. or And you're, and you're just like, yeah, he'd be a good guy. But it wasn't somebody I was targeting, but it probably is a smarter play. And you end up drafting that guy. You ever been there, Mike? And then you, you look back and you're like, man, why didn't I have 
the guts to go ahead and take the guy I really wanted to take and leave my draft with, with my guys. Sure, you know? absolutely. And, you know, that's the way I would be if, uh, you know, like a Ronnie Brown, I, I just I don't right. have the guts to go with Ronnie Brown right now. Uh, I think he I think he'd be very good for Miami, but uh, in my opinion, his breakout year was last year. Well, yeah. Can you imagine shelling out four digits uh, to play in the FFPC and the World Championship and the NFFC, and you leave your draft with somebody like Ronnie Brown that you didn't even have on your list, you know, at all? And just because of on the clock, it made sense. I mean, that's that's when you leave the draft yeah. saying, "Oh my God, what did I do?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Tough. I mean, that's what that's what happens sometimes in those uh, high stakes leagues that I've been with you, Scott. Uh, you know, you, you sit there and going, well, I should have had this, but, well, I ended up with this. So Right. And, Mike, it's happened to us. I think it's happened to, I think it's happened to us every single year we play in the NFFC. We've looked at the on down at the board and we've like, how in the world are they still here? We didn't expect this. Yeah. We've, been, we've been looking at every ADP and every mock draft. And we've been participating in satellite drafts, and these guys weren't here on the clock. But it's going to happen to you, and you're going to say, I had I, he hasn't even been on my radar because I didn't think I had a chance at him. Now he's here, and you go ahead and take him, okay? And you leave the guy that you really wanted, that you've really been targeting, you leave him sitting there, and somebody else right behind you scoops him up. You leave yeah. your draft room thinking, wow, well, I didn't get my guys, but I got these guys. They're pretty good, right? And then you go home, and you're like, oh, they're really not as good as I thought they yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. When you really look at it, it's like, oh, I took this guy, and then two picks later, so-and-so went, ooh, man, why did I take well, that one? Yeah, it's an under-talked-about part of fantasy football, especially in these leagues. And here's why I think that happens. A lot of times these satellite leagues and these mock drafts, people are following the herd for the most part. They might try a different strategy, like I'll take this position over this position. But they're pretty much following the herd. When you get into these high-stakes leagues, you sit down in Vegas, you sit down in Chicago, these guys that are ponying up two grand, 1500 to play in these leagues, I'm telling you, they have the courage, okay? You will not win these high-stakes leagues playing it safe, all right? I'm just going to tell you, that works for home leagues. It doesn't work here where the big boys play. Granted, you have to think about winning your league, period, okay? The rest is, frankly, Mike, it's a crapshoot. It's a pipe dream. It's a pure fantasy. You think you're going to win the three and a grand or the 150 or the 75 grand. You have to win your league of 12 or 14, whatever it may be. But that doesn't mean that you can't take a shot, can't, that you can't take a shot with your guy, with the guy you've been going after. Just don't get crazy with it and just start going you know, left and right all over the place, and before you know it, you've, you're, you, you've just got you know, all kinds of flyer guys. But go ahead and take a shot with the guys that you like and you really want on your team. And that's what happens in these, in these high-stakes drafts. They get the guys they want. They don't care about that ADP. If you get too obsessed with value falling to you, you know what, man? You end up with a, a a table full of players that you're like, okay, they're good guys, but they weren't really my guys. And when you leave, they're still not going to be your guys. And chances are, you know, good luck with them. I'm going to leave with with the guys that I want. And so I'm going to take Pierre Thomas. You better come get him from me. You better be prepared to pay a big, big price if you want Pierre Thomas and you're in a league with me. You can book it. You can write it down. Billy Waz, you got to be around here somewhere. We've got the um, we've got the pros versus Joe's draft. I'm I'm drafting yeah. from the 11 hole. If you guys let him slip to me at 311, he's gone. Okay? Well, there you I'll go. tell you what, Scott. Scott, one thing, uh, one thing I learned out of last year's draft, which I'm constantly learning 
uh, one thing after another, and the uh, NFFPC, the, uh, I looked at the boards, and I looked at who took the chance. Who took the chance? Why did he go that high? That was my first question. Why did this player go this high? Why did this wide receiver go this high? Because the owner took the chance on that, and you've got to, take, you, you've got to do that. Let's keep going, Mike. We've got about uh, 12 minutes left in the show. This hour has absolutely flown by. It's unbelievable. Um, we may have to uh, extend it just it's to be able to get through here. <laughs> it's it's going to be 90. Uh, it's going to be and, 90. And, I can see it come August, September. Absolutely. Well, guys, if you if we don't get through this, listen. I've got the I've got the link posted on our blog. Write this down. It's Red Blue Sports. Blogspot.com. Our blog is named Red Blue Sports. It's over at blogspot.com. They're the most popular blogger on the planet. Redbluesports.blogspot.com. We have a link there. We have the show player there. Again, uh, come back, check the link, and you'll see all the contract players there for 2009. It's vital information that you have. Thanks to the guys at FF Toolbox for putting that out this year. Um, Here we go. Some other players that are on contract years. We've got Chris Brown in Houston. Uh, he He might steal some touchdown carries. Uh, from Steve Slayton this year. Slayton, <clears throat> for, for your information, guys, if you're out there and you're in the middle of the first, late first drafting, Slayton had the worst touchdown percentage inside the five of any yeah. starting running back in the NFL. Okay, He's not a big guy. He doesn't push it in. Uh, a friend of mine by the name of Mike Santos, he believes that Arian Foster uh, will be the goal line back, will get the goal line carries, and that might take away the touchdowns. I'm of the opinion that Chris Brown's going to be kind of hard to beat if he's healthy uh, in the goal line situation. So I don't know. We have to watch that. I love Slayton. He has explosiveness. He can score at any time. But can he get through that line uh, with that offense uh, in, in question? He wasn't able to do it last year. Uh, so be careful if you draft him too high. Um, LaRon McClain, Mike, is, is playing for a contract. Again, he's going to be behind Ray Rice this year. But, again, you should expect him to play hard and be pushing that pile. Jarius Norwood, Willie Parker, uh, both big names. Willie Parker's playing for a contract. Uh, he's obviously got Rashard Mendenhall breathing down his neck, but he's had a couple of big games since uh, since his injury. I think Jarius Norwood is also going to be very startable this year on certain occasions. He's going to be able to put up some points in a more balanced offense, take a little bit of load off of Michael Turner this year, somebody you can target late. And steal from the Turner owner with a smile. Leon Washington still doesn't have his contract, did show up to camp like a trooper today. The Jets just need to pay this guy. He is too explosive to treat him like this. He's not asking for a lot of money. Uh, I think you need to get this guy. I mean, he is in camp. He has reported. That's the kind of guy that Leon is. He he contributes on special teams, and, and Mike, they just, they just need to pay him. Let me tell you something. Uh, when I saw that on the bottom line on ESPN, uh, that guy is a true professional. Right. He wants to play the game. He wants to yeah. do well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of crybabies out there in the NFL, uh, what have you, that are like, well, I don't have a contract, so I'm not going to show up. Leon Washington showed up. And I, I got a lot of respect for that guy, for what he did All right. today. I agree. I agree with you, buddy. Lindale White is playing for a contract, Okay. That's another guy you got to watch. Deshaun Wynn from Green Bay. He's again. He's playing for a contract. Lindell White is just. I mean, this guy is going to be dangerous. He is fit and ready, so you better watch him. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Chris Johnson is, is the ultimate weapon, right? But with Lendell White, it looks like he is doing the things that he feels he needs to do to, you know, be a part of, of the Titans, a long-term part. He could be a staple of that offense with Chris Johnson. And as explosive as Chris Johnson was last year, if Lendell can come in and give you a breather, I think they're going to use him. And, they, and, and especially if he – I mean, he's a guy that always had that big, that big upside. So, yeah. you know, again, they're, that's another – They're going to use him a lot, and, uh, and I didn't know he was in the contract year. So that even adds more to it. Yeah, and it might not even take away from Chris Johnson. It might not be a negative, although, you know, they did use Chris Johnson in those goal line situations last year, and he dominated. He did fine. He did very well. But yeah. if you, you, can give, you can give him a break. Don't let him, you know, have the injury of Lendale is effective too. So it's just something to watch. We talked about a couple of downer, downer points for Chris Johnson and Slayton kind of maybe pushing them down in the first round a little bit because I've seen those guys going as early as four and five in some of these drafts. Uh, maybe maybe they uh, maybe we see that that the, the true story really come out on Chris Johnson and Slayton a little bit and start to push them back down a little bit into their draft and maybe guys like you know uh, some of the other big names that are up there the LTs uh, the Westbrooks once September gets here you know they start to be healthy and they look good maybe those guys and some of those other top flight wide receivers like Randy Moss and uh, who we haven't even got to yet we're probably gonna have to save that for overtime. Let's go ahead, uh, speaking of wide receivers, let's go ahead and get to the wide receivers that are playing for a contract. They're entering the final year of their contract, and they, uh, obviously they get a longer look than they normally would on draft day. If, you have, uh, if you've listened to, to, this, to this show and, you, and you've looked at the uh, contract players here, uh, Vincent Jackson, Mike, <laughs> is playing oh, for a contract. So here you have uh, the quarterback, Rivers, yeah. and Vincent Jackson both playing for a contract. That's dangerous. Big time for Vincent Jackson. Uh, like I said uh, earlier in the show, uh, this team is, they are set, they're dialed, uh, they're dialed in for a, uh, a Super Bowl run, and there's nothing that's going to, nothing going to stop them other than uh, Norvell Turner. Yeah. So I mean, I really believe that Vincent Jackson—that's huge. Who was the other one you talked about, Scott? Well, we were talking about Rivers. Uh, the fact that Rivers and Vincent Jackson both are in a contract year, they could really go after the money. I mean, together and say, "Look, let's go get this stuff. Let's go cash. We're going to both yeah. play our hearts out, play our guts out on this field." Uh, another name that we've all grown to uh, love or hate is Brandon Marshall, 25 years of age, his third year three years of uh, NFL experience, and uh, he's playing for a contract. He knows that he has to play. I've heard some whispers and some rumors that they're trying to get a deal done in Baltimore for this guy. And, and Mike, I don't know what that would mean for Joe Flacco. Uh, obviously obviously good things for Flacco if he signs for, with Marshall or if Marshall signs, but what would that mean for Marshall? Well, in my opinion, uh, I see Flacco as a uh, sophomore slump. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough time uh, for Joe Flacco if he had you know, Marshall. Well, I'm if talking he, about Marshall. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you said you see a a, slump, a sophomore slump for Joe Flacco, but if he has Marshall, you won't you don't see a sophomore slump for him, right? I still do. Yes, I I, I see it. I I want nothing to do with Joe Flacco this year. Wow. Well, well, why don't you trade him? If you have him in that dynasty league that we're in, let's go ahead and work a deal tonight before this show is over. Uh, I'll I don't take have him off him. your hands. 
I don't have him because I, I, I see the sophomore slump. It, it never fails. It never fails. Okay. In the NFL, it, it usually happens. Sophomore slump will happen. Matt Ryan, not Ryan, but Matt Ryan, um, I see Atlanta kind of struggling as well. Well, another reason why Atlanta might not struggle uh, with, uh, with Tony Gonzalez coming into the fold is the fact that Roddy White is in a contract year, Mike. Roddy White yep. is playing for his big contract, his big payday. I have Roddy White right now ranked as my number 12 wide receiver behind some very big names, uh, Welker, uh, Marquez Colston, Dwayne Bowe. I mean, it's hard to get him up any higher than that. Steve Smith, Reggie Wayne, Randy Moss. I mean, he's up about as high as I can put him. But, again, and, again, that's because I see – I see Tony Gonzalez eating into his carries or into his catches, and I know he'll get the ball, but well, you know some of those touchdowns are going to go to Tony Gonzalez. I t- I tell you what, uh, we could go back to two shows ago, and I hope that all of our listeners. Uh, I know we're having a rough time tonight with the chat room, but if all of our listeners went to the uh, uh, the show two, I think it's two weeks ago when we talked about strength of schedule. Listen to that and uh, compare it to this, and it would be very interesting to see what uh, Atlanta and Matt Ryan's going to do and things like that. I mean, it would be very interesting. Well, not only is Roddy White playing for a contract, um, but we've got Kevin Walter uh, for Houston playing for a contract. Again, another guy that you might target just because he's playing that little extra edge. Okay, that's what you're looking for is a little bit of an extra edge. Um, we've got Dominic Hickson playing for a contract this year. Braylon now, that's a guy. That's a guy I'm curious about, Scott. Uh, I've been wanting to ask you about him. Uh, Dominic Hickson, he's been kind of high on my list, and he's playing for a contract. Yeah, and, you know, Eli's going to gonna have to go to him. Uh, we, we've got a we've got a we've got a run right now. We are going to stay with the overtime segment and and give you guys some more overtime stats on the contract players. We will have them hosted. Come back, guys, and download uh, the podcast here so that you can get the overtime segment. We're going to finish up the wide receivers. We're going to finish up and, and finish up the tight ends, and we're going to tie all this together with some of our other players uh, that we have in mind. But uh, you guys keep keep listening. Hang in there with us and. Uh, you know, refresh and come back for the podcast later tonight, and we'll catch you on the overtime. Uh, Mike, uh, hang in there with me, buddy. We'll, we'll be right back uh, for Red vs. Blue overtime. Sounds good. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. So you think you're good at fantasy football? You're coming off a great season of beating up on your buddies in your home league, and you've got a nice little trophy to look at. Congratulations. It's time to step up. Join the best of the best in fantasy football at the 2009 World Championship of Fantasy Football. You can get all the rankings at redbluesports.blogspot.com. We have all the contract players up there as well. Red Blue Sports blogspot.com if you can't check out the overtime segment make sure you go there check out the link we have all of the contract players there for review you do not want to miss it there's some other big big names 
make sure you go over there and check it out, redbluesports.blogspot.com. We'll be back for Red vs. Blue Overtime. Hear that noise? I hear the noise. We're talking about NFL contracts and players fighting and playing for their final year of their contract. What kind of performance will you get from them? That's what we're looking for tonight. We're trying to identify for you which players will play hard for their contract because they're in the final year. I'm joined by my big blue co-host, Mike Trent, and we are bringing you Red vs. Blue live action. Uh, We are in overtime uh, at Red vs. Blue. And, Mike, there's still a slew of wide receiver names here that I want to cover. Again, redbluesports.blogspot.com. All of these uh, players are listed there. Listen to a couple of these names, Mike. Devon Bess. Devon Bess, the rookie uh, from Miami last year that uh, caught, caught fire and played perfectly with Chad Pennington. These guys fit like a glove. He found the seams. He goes across the middle. He does everything you ask a receiver to do, a la Wes Welker, uh, in a different fashion. But he really got it done for him, and he's playing for a contract. I think what he did, uh, once other defenses started to realize the Wildcat offense, uh, that's when Devon Best became his best, so to speak. Nice little uh, nice little play on words there, Mike. I've got Devon Best actually a little higher than most. Some of these guys didn't even rate Devon Best. Uh, I guess thinking that uh, Camarillo's coming back. Uh, you know, I, I at least have Devon Best on my radar as a guy that I'd like to target. And if you need it, if you're in a pinch or you need something, this kid has shown he has that, you know, that that's, that playmaking type ability to, to, to get in there and contribute and be a part of the offense. Uh, I think we're going to see this kid grow a little bit. Mark Bradley, Mike. 
uh, is another player playing for a contract this year with a new quarterback. He's uh, He's got a lot to prove, obviously, as the number two there, but losing Tony Gonzalez, Mark Bradley is somebody that I can really get behind this year and see what he can do. He had some very big games of targets last year. Uh, didn't quite put it together in, in an, you know, an all-together season, but again, look, those targets for Tony Gonzalez have to go somewhere. Some are going to go to Tony Gonzalez. The rest are going to go to Mark Bradley and Bobby Ingram. I mean, that's all you've really got there. And and I see I see some I see some real big potential with Mark Bradley, especially if he's fighting for a contract. Lou Tranquilli of BFD Fantasy has him as wide receiver thirty six. Mike, thirty six. Yeah, I'm I, I'm a believer in Bradley, and I love what you just said there. Uh, there's no doubt about it, Mark Bradley. Not just because it's a contract here, uh, the the situation sets up for him, and it's up to him. And I think that uh, he'll make things happen. And uh, so I'm a big believer in Mark Bradley right now. Well, again, we're continuing on with the uh, contract discussion. Uh, Steve Breston is the next name on the list here, Mike. Oh. Uh, you talk about a player that is hungry for the ball and wants to show you what he can do with it. Uh, Steve Breston is here, and he's here to stay. This is a kid that, um, you know, I, I have a, a, a new metric that I've been tracking, Mike, and, and this metric is called points per target, okay, points okay. per target. And, when, and what All this right. metric does is it takes a look at every time that the quarterback looks your way, what do you do with it? Fantasy-wise, fantasy what do you do with it, Okay. Uh, the biggest names at the top of this list last year were Hanquan Bolden, number one, Larry Fitzgerald, number two. Okay, Steve Breston, uh, Steve Steve Breston was made this list, and he came number sixteen on the list. That's a very respectable wow. number. It's a very respectable number considering all of the wide receivers that are out there, and, and the fact that Breston is going anywhere. When you look at these drafts, he's going wide receiver thirty-six or so. Um, 16th. He was 16th in points per attempt, points per target. It's a pretty impressive number, Mike. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, considering the fact that uh, is Bowden going to be there, what what what's going on? You know, I I don't and know. That was but, with Bowden, uh, right? That was with Bowden, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so they're if if you take Bowden out of the out of the equation, uh, watch out. Steve Breston explodes through the charts. Well, and you also have to look for Jeremy Urban. Uh, you, you've got um, Early Doucette. You've got a lot of guys there that are that are kind of fighting for balls there. And, and obviously, it's Bolden and Fitz show uh, with Bolden there. Obviously, if Bolden goes down, he has a propensity to breasting and fill in very nicely. And you can and, and it's a and, and to be honest with you, Mike, this is one of those situations where I see a wide receiver handcuffed. If you take Bolden, you better take Breston. Yeah, yeah, and even so, Scott. Uh, when you got Kurt Warner throwing uh, from the gun and doing doing all the things that they're going to do because they're obviously not going to have uh, much of a running game with Hightower and uh, Beanie Wells, I mean, the wide receiver three in Arizona becomes a stud situation. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people think when they hear Steve Breston, well, that's if Bolden is out. If Bolden's gone, if Bolden's out, no, Breston will be no. big. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something. His four biggest games of targets, Bolden and Fitz both played as well. Uh, you know, when he had 10, 9, 8, 8 targets, those four games, weeks 12 through 15, Bolden and Fitz both played, okay? 
so don't yeah, kid this, yourself. This, this, this is, is for real. Yeah, this is not a kid. You, and you've harped on him for for a while, Mike, and I'll give you credit for that. You you really like Preston, and the more I look at him, the more I like him too. He's one of those guys that uh, Arizona uses, and he finds a way. He's a very he's a very talented player. And looking at that points per attempt, I was pretty impressed by it. Uh, it's again, it's a number that I've been that I've uh, become really fond of this year. Steve Smith came in at that at number three on that list, so you can tell Bolden, Fitz, and Smith. You can tell that this study has a lot of validity. Fourth on the and Smith did that with only six touchdowns. A lot of people say points per attempt. Well, it's weighted toward the heavy touchdown guys, you know. But Randy Moss had 11 touchdowns. He's only eighth on this list. Okay, it's not just about touchdowns. It's about overall everything you do when the quarterback looks your way. Guess who's well, number four on I, this another list? Another thing, Scott, that I want to I want I want to throw out is uh, because their inability to get to the end zone inside the red zone. Uh, basically, they had to find somebody, and uh, Fitzgerald and Bolden are more long targets, and they, you know, Kurt Warner, he wasn't afraid to go to Steve Breston at the 11-yard line, for instance, on a third and uh, third and goal from the 11, boom, yeah. Breston. He could date, he, he can nail it. I like I like this list, and I'm going to post this list on my um, on our blog as well, because I, I tell you, the more I look at this list, it's a it's a very neat uh, it's a very I was going to save this for a, for a future show and 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 we might even break it down more next week but Lance Moore chimed in at number four on this list uh, points per attempt and again here's the other names that he's surrounded by Bolden Fitz Steve Smith and then on the other side of him Andre Johnson Greg Jennings Calvin Johnson Randy Moss that's a really nice list of names to be involved in Lance Moore stuck right smack dab in the middle of those guys Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a, a really, <laughs> a really nice stat. And again, this this doesn't uh, look biased towards just youth. I mean, I've got Antonio Bryant here and checking in at nine, Heinz Ward at ten, Roddy White eleven, and then you've got some older guys: Driver, Wayne, Mason, Muhammad, uh, Breston, Lavernius, Coles, Eddie Royal, Cotri. There's a bunch of names there. Some bigger, some older names, some veterans, some some guys you don't give a lot of uh, respect to. But hey. The times that those quarterbacks are looking their way, they're making things happen. Don't discount a guy like Musin Muhammad. Again, another guy who's playing for a contract. Now, I don't know what kind of contract he's playing for. He's 36 years of age now, okay? Uh, but Galloway was 37. So these guys, as they near the end of their years, they really want to play hard and get that one-year deal. They want to do Bruce, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Isaac Bruce they is 36, want to do it. too. They want to do it. They want to get it done. And uh, – they want to still show the NFL or their team, but the NFL that hey, I can get it done. Just like yeah. Jeff George, Jeff George wants to get something done, put on the right. tape, and uh, so you know they have the love for the game. And when you when you really boil it down to it, Scott, they want to get it done for whatever team they're playing for. Well, and that's another guy, Terrell Owens, at 35 years of age. He's playing for a contract. I'm watching this T.O. Um, this T.O. reality show. Uh, I, I admit it. I've checked oh, it out. I and, watch it. And, and I checked it out, flipped it, flipped it over, and this guy is getting the keys to the city, Mike, when he gets there. He lands in Buffalo. He's walking oh, no. through the airport. He's walking yeah. through the airport, and there's a couple of fans there already in Owens' jersey. He starts to sign a couple balls, right? He comes down the escalator at the airport, and I'm telling you, Mike, there's got to be a 1,000 fans cheering and chanting his name, T.O., uh, when I he could tell two less about that. Well, I'm Honestly, telling you, that, uh, again, he's a guy that got keys to the city with the mayor. The mayor said, "The mayor said, T.O., this comes with 
two stipulations. One, you get ten touchdowns. And yeah. two, we go to the playoffs. And uh, he said, hey, he goes up there, he says, he know, well, he the, ten, the ten touchdowns, the ten touchdowns won't be a <laughs> listen, <laughs> he, he said he wanted ten touchdowns. And then he said the the playoffs. I don't know, but hopefully my you know the players will will get us there. Well, the one thing about T.O. and Chad Johnson, I put them in the same group, and they're not you know I'm not saying they're bad guys, but they have charisma. Yeah, they bring it. They bring the fans out. They you know whether it's good or bad, they bring them. They're not winners. Give me a break. T.O. Chad Johnson. They're not winners. T.O., he did work hard when he was with Philly on that broken leg. Worked very hard. But to be honest with you, T.O. and Chad Johnson do nothing for me. They're not winners. They have charisma, though. That's what brings you, me, and all the listeners to talk about them. Well, like I said, another guy that's in a contract year is Moosin Muhammad. He was number 30 wide receiver overall last year. Do you know that makes him a wide receiver three, Mike, a, a viable wide receiver three? <laughs> crazy. And, and, the, and the funny that, thing that is, is Car- Carolina did nothing to address the wide receiver role, yet I'm, I'm seeing these drafts, uh, these rankings, and many a fan, uh, many a ranker doesn't put Moose and Muhammad in their top 60. It's like, what are you thinking? Not, nothing's changed yeah. with this guy. He, he's still going to be a top 30, top 45 type wide receiver. Still going to be a wide receiver three, wide receiver four for Carolina. Nothing's really changed. Uh, there's no other wide receiver to take the targets, and he's going to continue to get that. Speaking of Carolina, uh, what do you think with D. Will, Jonathan Stewart? Uh, I mean, they got a they got a heck of a team going. Well, absolutely, and no doubt about it. They they just uh, fell apart in that game against Arizona in the playoffs, where they just looked like absolute. You know, you know what? Yeah, but they, they, they look terrible. But uh, that was don't that you was think that this is the same team that can make a run in, at the NFC? Well, not not if Delone looks the way he did did last year, and I don't see the, him improving. Something's wrong. Uh, the, the types of games he had, you know, he he cost me a World Championship of Fantasy Football Satellite League where I could have won two grand. Uh, he cost me a satellite victory. Uh, to go to the championship game, uh, and he put up a, a game that was just so putrid, Mike. He scored like one fantasy point. It was ridiculous. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I remember but, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. let's keep going with the contract players. We're almost done here. Uh, Chris Chambers, Isaac Bruce. Chambers was dinged up last year. You, you don't you don't like uh, what you saw out of Chambers last year. In every game he played, he didn't really do much. But look at this, Mike. This This whole – uh, San Diego passing game with Chambers, Vincent Jackson, and Rivers all playing for contracts. These, if these three get it together, uh, there could be some very dangerous things. Again, we've talked about San Diego all show. Uh, Mark Clayton is playing for a contract uh, out of Baltimore, and he's going to get his shot uh, with Derek Mason retiring. I think Mark Clayton's really going to be one of those players that you're going to look back on and say, yeah, he was available, but I didn't take him. Uh, Baltimore scared me off. But he is uh, a guy that, you know, very likely he can get it done. I mean, I looked at his stats last year, and it's, and it's rather respectable. It's right there in the in – the, he was 36th overall, okay? For, for perspective, Mike, Braylon Edwards was like 32nd. So there's two guys there that performed right about the same as each other. One situation has drastically improved. Mason has retired. 
Flacco's getting better. The running game's getting better. It should be better things in store for uh, Mark Clayton. So to see him be at 36 last year, it's only going to go up from there. That means he's a viable wide receiver three for your fantasy team if you need him with a lot of upside considering that Derek Mason is gone. And you saw what Derek Mason did last year. He put up a top 20 season. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of doing a double negative here. Uh, I love uh, Baltimore and Joe Flacco versus uh, Matt Ryan with Atlanta. The reason is because I love uh, Baltimore and their running game, their defense. I, I'm, I buy into Baltimore's defense, which will help uh, Joe Flacco and the offense make things happen. And uh, so uh, I guess I'm kind of uh, circling circling the wagon, so to speak. But, well, yeah, because uh, you, you, you said earlier you, you, you didn't like Joe Flacco. but <laughs> no, so you, would, you, you would take Flacco over Matt Ryan? Is that what you're trying to say? No, 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 no. I said I, I'm not convinced on Matt Ryan. I'm convinced on Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco in Baltimore, I am convinced because they have the running game. And don't get me wrong, Atlanta does too with uh, Matt Ryan. But I'm I'm, I'm convinced with uh, Joe Flacco in Baltimore. As long as our listeners understand, Mike, that's all that matters. Let's move on to uh, a, a couple of last players here. Joey Galloway, Chris Henry, two guys that are in totally different situations. Joey Galloway with New England, he's going to be lined up just about in every play as a wide receiver three, which he he has never been before, Mike. Joey Galloway uh, as a wide receiver three with Tom Brady could could do big things. And then Chris Henry, a wide receiver three for Carson Palmer. Uh, Both of those guys with good quarterbacks and both playing for contracts. Watch those two guys. Big plays for Joey Galloway. Big plays for Joey Galloway. the opportunity for big plays for New England is a hell of a lot better than the opportunity for big plays for Chris Henry. So yeah. I see Joe Joey Galloway. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's another type of player that can get uh, what maybe one or two points a week, and then bust out twenty-one points a week. Yeah. So Joey Galloway's my guy. That pretty much rounds out our wide receivers uh, in contract years. Again, uh, players that uh, have a lot of upside because they've got um, they've got to play for that money. The tight ends is a, is a pretty short list. Mike Fasano uh, in Miami was used quite a bit. He's 25 years of age, three years in the league. Looked pretty good last year. Sharing the load at tight end. Um, I'm not I'm not so sure that um, he's a guy that I want as my tight end one by any means. But he's a guy that I can definitely live with as my tight end two. Uh, and, and used in a backup situation. Randy McMichael is another one coming off of, a, of an injury. I love him. Yeah, back in St. Louis. And he's, a, he's very quiet, you know, uh, and especially with, without the wide receivers. I know Dave Gerzak was a fan last year, and to see him go down like that made me a little cash. But he's a guy that's not getting a lot of props right now. He's, he's tight end 22. And, and yeah. I think he can, he can outperform that. I have him at tight end 17 right now. Um, I, I just think he's got a lot of upside, still got a lot left in the tank. We're going to see whether or not. But if he's playing for a contract, I'll bet you bottom dollar that he's going to, he's going to give it everything he has. He's 30 years of age. He's still got probably another good four, uh, you know, four years left in the league, um, three or four years. And so he's going he's to play very hard. I totally agree with you on Randy McMichael. I've been howling him uh, for the last uh, three, four months 
the guy's going to play hard. Uh, he always does, and uh, he has a nose for the end zone. And we'll see what happens uh, with uh, him and St. Louis. I'm I'm very very high on Randy McMichael right now. Well, and the last couple of guys we have, Heath Miller, he just signed the contract, so he doesn't have to worry about this. Tony yeah. Scheffler, uh, Tony Scheffler with Denver and a new quarterback, L.J. Smith uh, in Baltimore uh, playing for a contract. Uh, should be interesting to watch there. And Ben Watson, I'll tell you, he's on his last legs with New England. If he doesn't get it done now, you can forget it uh, because yeah. they've, uh, they've they've got other people who can get it done uh, in Alex Smith. Um coming from Tampa Bay, he's somebody that could definitely take over that job and not look back. So Ben Watson, he needs to get it together. Yeah, they'll make sure of that because uh, one thing about a Belichick, he don't he don't mess around, so it's gonna it's put up or shut up time. Well, Red versus Blue Crew, we apologize that the chat room wasn't up and running. Uh, hope you guys can join us next week for that. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have something planned uh, there and have a little bit of fun next week. Uh, until then, Stay tuned. Keep keep checking out the blog. We're going to continue to put updates there, put our rankings. Uh, we'll put them up against anybody, and if you want to call us up and ask us about them, we'd be happy to tell you why we have them where we do. We will be in Chicago Labor Day weekend. We will be in Vegas the following week. We're going to be participating in the Pros versus Joes draft coming up. We've, uh, we've, got awesome. articles, we've got articles posted in the World Championship of Fantasy Football. The magazine has hit the newsstand, so go out and get your copy. And find out the uh, and see the mock draft that I reviewed there. Um, there's just a lot of things going on with Red vs. Blue, Mike, and, and and we're just having a blast doing it. Well, I tell you what, it's the first of August, and it's uh, it's time to get it rolling because uh, training camp is rolling, and we got to get rolling too, along with everybody else. That's right. Training camp for the Colts starts this Monday. Red vs. Blue. We'll see you next week. <laughs>